good salesman. Boudreaux, the smoothest talking Cajun in the Louisiana National Guard. He got called up to active duty and his first assignment was in a military induction center. Because he was a good talker, they assigned him the duty of advising new recruits about government benefits, especially the GI insurance to which they were entitled. The officer in charge soon noticed that Boudreaux was getting a 99% sign-up rate for the more expensive supplemental form of GI insurance. This was remarkable because it cost these low-income recruits $30 a month for the higher coverage compared to what the government was already providing at no charge. The officer decided he better sit in the back of the room and observe the next briefing or the, 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 the next uh, uh, sales pitch that, that, that Boudreaux did with the, with the new recruits. So Boudreaux stood up before the latest group of inductees and he said, if you does have the normal GI insurance and you goes to Afghanistan and get yourself killed, the government pays your beneficiary $20,000. Now if you, if you does take out the supplemental insurance, which costs you only $30 a month, then the government gots to pay your beneficiary $200,000. Now, Boudreaux concluded, which bunch do you think they're going to send to Afghanistan first? God. All right. <laughs> it's good to laugh. Amen. Yeah, it's just like anesthetic, anesthesia. Praise the Lord. We'll let the Lord go, go in for surgery now. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you this morning about a, just a simple but powerful subject. I want to talk to you about how to find God's will for your life. Um, this morning was so awesome. We saw, I don't know how many people come to Jesus, but then how many? 27 people come to Jesus. Man, do you, you realize that is, that is just, man, 27 people come to Jesus in one service. And then we've had 7,000 since September. Um, and, then, and then we have uh, these wonderful people receive, uh, being water baptized and then these, these new babies dedicated, you know, to the Lord. Uh, it's as much a parent dedication as it is a baby dedication, I want you to know. But we've got each of these areas, uh, you know, the, uh, people, you know, children being born, new birth, uh, people being baptized, that, that it, is, it is a beginning of a new life. It's a beginning of a new start. And let me tell you something, guys. There is no better thing in your life than just committing yourself to do the will of God. Absolutely. You will never be satisfied. You will never be fulfilled. You will never uh, be happy uh, in, in, the, in the Bible sense of being happy or blessed fully and completely until, until you're walking right in the center of the will of God. Are you with me? God, God wants you 
How many of you know each of us, for each of us, each of these little babies that were dedicated today, each of these 27 that came to the Lord, these that were water baptized, all the 7,000 that have been one to the Lord, do you know that for each of these, God has a specific plan and purpose and will for their lives? And that if they fulfill God's will for their lives, that they will, they, they will live a life of such joy and peace and abundance and, and, uh, and, and health and blessing and, and favor and, and all the things that you've been trying to do on your own. You can only receive when you, when you walk in the will of God. And yet so many Christians I know are struggling with the will of God. Or they've got their own plan and they're trying to ask God to bless it. How many of you know God doesn't bless your plan? You follow His plan, it's already blessed. Forget about praying and asking God to bless your plan. You find out His plan and His will and you don't have to pray over it. It's already blessed. Are you with me? Colossians 1.9 For this reason also, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, the Apostle Paul here is praying for you and me that we would be filled with the knowledge of His will. So is that possible? How many of you know this is a scriptural prayer? <laughs> it's in the Bible. And we can pray that over ourselves, over others, that we can know, it's, we, can, we can be filled with the knowledge of His will. How many of you want to know His will for your life? And how many of you want to walk in the full will of God? Man, the... the uh, there's a, just a huge amount of uh, potential, in every, uh, unfulfilled potential in every graveyard. How many of you know when you get to heaven there's not going to be any tears? Trick question. There is. He's going to wipe your tears away. Why would He have to wipe tears away? Well, there could be tears of joy, but I know that some tears He's going to have to wipe away is, is over what could have been, what should have been if we would have walked in the will of God. When, when you were born, before you were born, and then when you, especially when you're born again, God's got a purpose for your life. For your life. Amen? It's the will of God for you to know His will. And He has a plan for your life that's better than your own plan for you. Can I tell you that? I said God's plan for you is better than yours. <laughs> he is God, I am not. And He's smarter than I am. And I've discovered, you know, when I, when I was young in my life, I tried to you know, have my own plan, Brother Wayne. I, I went out and tried to make a lot of money and do all these things and and accomplish things, what I thought was the will of God, but doing it my way. And how many of you know doing, doing what God has for you, doing it your way is not the will of God? He's got a, a will and a plan for you, and He's smarter than you. Say, God's smarter than me. Look at your neighbor and say, I know He's talking to you. And here's, here's the simple thing about it, guys. All we have to do is ask God to reveal His plan for, for our lives and He'll do something special with it. If you'll just ask Him, God, I want to know Your will and I want to do Your will. Yes? It's not necessary for you to struggle with the will of God. 
He wants you to know what it is and He's hidden it. For you, not from you. For you, not from you. He's hidden it for you, not from you. He's hidden it in His Word and in relationships and inside your relationship with Him. I know a lot of times there are people as a pastor for 27 years, 24 in one place, and I had a lot of people come to me and they would start to, to ask me a question. I, you know, and my wife calls me her Bible answer man because I know the, I know the address of a lot of scriptures. And you read them after a while, you know the address, okay? But I've had, let me tell you what I've had the Lord do on a number of occasions. On a number of occasions, David, he's had me to do this. When, when people are asking me questions, I, I, the Lord just said, just tell them, I've reserved that for them inside their relationship with me. Just tell them that. And I'm, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You're a lot of times I'll give people answers, but then, but, but it's like, I just know. I know I'm not supposed to say anything, and so that's what I tell them. I tell them, listen, you know what? God, God's got the answer, but He's reserved that between you and Him, inside your relationship with Him. And there are so many things just like that, guys, about the will of God. An important key is really simple, simply this. You've got to believe His plan for your life is, is better than yours. And God's smarter than you. Now look at Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. And this is a very familiar verse that, um, can I tell you, when we, don't re when we read the Bible and we just pick favorite verses out and we don't read it in context, that we miss what God has for us many times. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So say, say God, God has a future and He has a hope and He has thoughts toward me and He's got a plan for me, for my life, and it's full of peace, prosperity, not evil, it's, and it's a good future. He's got a prosperous and peace-filled path set for you, a bright future and hope. He has a specific purpose for your life, your peace, your prosperity. And you, How many of you want peace and prosperity and success in your life? Let me tell you what it's connected to. It's connected to you following God's plan for your life. Because the expected end, the future that He has for you, is filled with peace, it's filled with prosperity, it's filled with an expected end, with, with a good end, with a, with a good future. And I want to live my life in, in such a way and fulfill that plan that a preacher doesn't have to lie at my funeral. Amen. I've preached a lot of funerals and I've had to stretch the truth. I've had to overemphasize one point. And I just want to live my life fully to the will of God. Man, I mean, you just think about Brother Wayne and Sister Martha here, 90, 90 years serving God. Or 90 years old, how many ever years they've started serving God, but I mean, man, it's, and, and they're still going at it. Man, give me, man, give me, man, our pastor. You know, I know he's probably 39, 49, something. But I mean, I, they, they're, listen, I, I want the million mile anointing that these guys have. Amen? 
I want to finish my race and finish strong. I want to finish well. I want to hear well done. Good and faithful servant. I I don't want to hear well. Amen. Now thank God you can get to heaven, but man, I don't want to go empty. I want to I want to live my life to the full. I want to finish the plan that God I want to I, I want to discover and finish the plan God has for my life. And let me tell you what my greatest passion is is to help you find yours. That's my greatest passion. It's is the is the heart of this pastor and this this church is to help you live in God's best. Well, you're not going to live in God's best until you discover the will of God and you full, you fulfill it and walk in it. Amen. Have any of you, though, like me, ever struggled in life because you were set on following your own plan instead of God's plan? I mean, I'm not talking about now, and it's probably not anybody in this building, just those that, you know, you might give this CD to. (laughs) Have you ever been there, though? I'll never forget a good testimony and the testimony of our pastor when he was, when he was, uh, driving that car and I do forget what kind of what model it was uh, but I think we've seen pictures of it before he was driving they were driving that car it was you and Sam Smith right is that right and they were going I don't know they were going fast they were they were moving on and and they were they were uh you know well there it is look at that man look at these look at these guys you guys are Johnny on the spot here's this car that you shouldn't live through an accident like that. That's total. I mean, I think that would be total. Wouldn't you call that total? And they, they lived through this accident and got out, you know, just, you know, I mean, relatively unscathed. And pastor, at, after this accident, and pastor gave his life to God, said, I, I, you know, from this day forward, I'm going to follow your plan for my life. I mean, I think, I think he, he could say it better, tell us better than, than me, but I think he had some ideas about what he wanted to do. And in here, after this time in his life, you know, he, he, made, it, he made that decision. Have you ever had one of those moments? Those Damascus Road moments? I, I know I have. And where, you know what, my, my life is not my own anymore. I, I belong to you, God. I don't belong to myself. Amen? When the doctors came in 1977 and told me that I had cancer, they thought they, uh, they needed to remove my thyroid and thought that they, could, uh, they didn't know if they could save my voice box. They didn't know how much the cancer had spread. Um, the same type of cancer that uh, Charlie and Jill LeBlanc's son died from, thyroid cancer, and they took a growth out of my neck. And they said, all we're doing is going to, to having you go to this uh, doctor and, and they're going to give you these tests so we can know how to better op- do the next operation. We got the puppy, we need to go in and get the mama. And I mean, you know, you kind of get serious with God just like that accident there. And I, you know, I got down on my knees before God. I had my son Brian is here. Why don't you stand up, Brian? My son Brian is here. And then uh, and his wife, and I'll stand up, and, and then Addie. Oh, so Brian, Brian was uh, two years old. Brian was two years old. You can be seated. And then, and then Michael was six weeks old. And I said, you know, Father, 
I said, I was, I was raised without a dad. And I don't want these children to, you know, have a, me check out because of cancer. And, I, and my, you know, I had, I had a successful business. And I was, you know, I was going after making, I was going after, <laughs> I was going after some uh, dinero. Any of you are going after dinero? I mean, it wasn't that I wasn't serving God at all, but man, I was, I was, I was following the money. And I was making lots of it, hand over fist. Had a large wholesale florist business in Houston, Texas. And, and man, I mean, we were, you know, we, we enjoyed giving a lot, you know. But I mean, at that, at that moment in time, the doctors came and tell you, you've got cancer. I mean, you get serious with God. They don't know if you can save your voice box. They're going to have to take your thyroid. And I got on my face before God and I said, God, my life doesn't belong to me anymore. From this moment forward. I belong to you. Whatever you want to do with my life, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, uh, I'm following the will of God. Now, it shouldn't, hap- shouldn't have to happen uh, when you go through an accident or when you, when you have that kind of thing, but the bottom line is this, guys, is we, 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 I've never looked back. We've never looked back. And God told me to go to three different men and have them pray for me. And He said, the cancer would die, the devil will leave, you'll be healed. I did that, and I went had this these tests run, and they couldn't find. In fact, the, that guy that did the test, he said, "I we can't find any cancer. Why did Dr. Durham at Heights Hospital in Houston, Texas? Why did he send you here?" Wow. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! I don't. Be, I, I don't belong to myself. Listen, you don't belong to yourself. You and I have been bought with a price. So no amount of money can, can, can uh, repurchase me or you. I'm bought with a price. The blood of Jesus placed value on me. And I've got a will to fulfill. I've got a plan to fulfill. And it's God's plan and it's a good plan. And let me tell you something. It's not a vow of poverty plan. I mean, blessing is on that plan. Blessing is on that path. Peace and prosperity is on that path. You know, you, you, trying to do, you try to do things in your own strength and, and, and that's what happens. You know, things like that, like uh, those accidents or things happen, you know, and, and, and then you, you get upset at God. Now, God, why did you allow that, that to happen? He didn't. He just allowed you to do your own thing. And the enemy exploited that, took advantage of that. You doing your own thing, you get outside of the will of God, that's not a safe place. Are you with me? Many Christians receive the Lord, come to church, water, get water baptized, even tithe, and yet when it comes to the will and plan of God, they're in control. What was it Carrie Underwood sang that song, you know, Jesus take the wheel? <laughs> yeah. But we got a hold of it and we got a hold of it tight. And when the enemy comes in and takes advantage of that, then we're, when then we, we, we're blaming God. But that's not, the, that's not the issue. I remember one time, time right after 9-11, my son Michael, my second son, was planning to go on a missions trip to India on 9-19 after 9-11. Man, we tried to persuade him not to go. You know, it's not safe. It's all this stuff. And he said, he finally just said, Dad, 
uh, take a chill pill. He said, the safest place for me to be is in the will of God. <laughs> it's pretty good when your kids start preaching to you. <laughs> Amen. But now listen, guys, we claim Jeremiah 29, 11. We confess it and claim it. How many of you have ever confessed that and claimed it? But have you read the context? Have you ever read the context? Look at it. Look back, look back at Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How many of you know that's true? Okay, but how do you enter into it? He tells you in the next two or three verses. Look at verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. Then verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And in verse 14, I'll be found of you and I will bring you back from your captivity. Listen guys, it doesn't happen just be like falling on you like ripe cherries off a tree. You've got to respond. Now I'm all about grace. I understand about grace. But, but you are not saved by grace alone. Neither do you receive anything by grace alone. You're not saved by faith alone. You can get in a ditch on either side. There are people, that when the faith message came out and I was right in the middle of all that, people confessing for things that, you know, that God's grace never, God never gave them grace for. Are you with me? Okay, now, but now today, there are people that just don't, they're they preaching a message of grace that there's no response. Basically, God's done it, and you know, and if you take that to an extreme, it, it, it gets off into ultra-Calvinism and all kinds, of, all kinds of garbage. By grace, you are saved through what? Okay, and as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. How did you receive Him? By grace, through faith. So how do you walk in Him? By grace, through faith. You find out what His grace has provided and you've got to respond. And that's what verse 12 and 13 is talking about. You've got to respond. You've got to ask Him. I want to know Your will, Lord. I'm searching for it. I'm looking for it. I'm a candidate for it. I give You permission to reveal Your will to me. It's not just enough that pastor and joy, that, that Wayne and Martha, that that Mark and Lisa, that Charlie and Lori, that Greg and Janice have found the will of God. I'll, you've got a plan for my life. And, I'm, and I surrender my plan and I want to know yours. I surrender my plan and I exchange mine for yours. I'm talking to somebody here today. I surrender my plan and I exchange it for yours. You don't get in the will of God, guys, just because God says He's got a, a peaceful path, a prosperous path, a future and an expected end. You've got to, you've got to invite Him. You've got to ask Him. You, you, you've got to make room for it. You, it's not about begging Him. I'm not saying you're begging Him. I'm saying, Lord, I'm a candidate. I, I want your will. I want to know your plan, and I'm exchanging mine for yours. Amen? Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. 
I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before you were born, guys, before, I mean, I, I'm talking to you, every, each one of you here, before you were born, God had a plan. He had something in mind for you to do that will do things like what we saw today about shaking nations, turning them right side up, impacting people in a positive way. How many of you want to, how many of you want to walk in that and, be, and fulfill that? You're not an accident. Say, I'm not an accident. You are valuable and significant to God and you've got a valuable and significant part of His amazing plan for reaching all mankind with this wonderful message of grace and unconditional love. God's got a part for you. Yeah? You're not an afterthought. You're not a stepchild. You're, God needs you to get His will out to this city, to this state, to, the, to this county, to this state, to this nation, to the nations. Somebody here is going to hear the call. Now, I don't know. Maybe it'll be 120. These guys will go home to be with Jesus. But whenever it is, whenever it is, somebody's going to have to pick up the mantle. Somebody's going to have to take the baton. Somebody's going to have to build on what they've started. Who is who is uh, equally sold out and committed to the will of God. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, I'm, I'm a candidate for the will of God. I want to know all He has for me and, and I want to I go to the max fulfilling what, he, uh, what, what He's called me to do. Let me tell you something. I, when I started entering into it, after I, was, after I prayed that prayer then and was healed and was filled with the Spirit, I'm telling you, man, I've never looked back. And it's been a journey. It's been an adventure. It's been exciting. I've been all over the world. And God's paid for it. I've seen things. I've seen, I've seen miracles. People healed, delivered, set free. Multitudes saved. Man. I said, man, it's awesome. It's a privilege. Do you know God can take you from here to anywhere in the world by tomorrow? You need to get your passport and get ready to go. Man, it's awesome. He's got a plan. But understanding His will for your, for the, and understanding His plan, guys, it doesn't come automatically. You've got to seek for it. You've got to ask Him to show you. He's not going to force it on you. It's not just going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. You've got to say, God, I'm giving up my plan. I want to know your plan. My plan is dead. I'm, I'm having a funeral service. That's, what, that's really what water baptism is. It's a funeral service for the old man and all his plans. Maybe somebody needs to get rebaptized and bury everything of the old man. And just say, Lord, it's only new man. I'm following new man and your plan for the new man. 2 Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth to show Himself strong in behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward Him. He's looking, for, He's searching for those whose hearts are toward Him. Do you know that you can be saved and you can still be living your own life and not have your heart toward Him? I know, I was there. I've been there. 
He's looking for one person that will say, God, I want your complete will for my life. He'll work miracles in your life to bring His will to pass. But you've got to call on Him. You've got to ask Him. Matthew 7, 7, you have to ask. You have to seek. You have to knock. He's not going to force His plan in your life. Do you remember the story um, in Mark chapter 6 where Jesus sent the disciples to get in the boat and, and, and there was a great storm and they were, in verse 48, they were, they were having a hard time rowing and the Bible says that Jesus would have walked by them. They're, they're, he came out to help them, but he would have walked by them. Um, but until they cried out. Listen, guys, no matter what storm you're going through, until you cry out, you're not, you're not, you don't receive and access what God's grace has provided. You've got to respond. You've got to ask. You've got to ask God to interrupt your plans and exchange yours for His. Are you with me? The Bible says they cried out. God doesn't force His way into our lives. We've got to seek Him. We've got to ask Him to show His will to us. I'm not talking about begging Him. I'm just talking about, Lord, I'm a candidate. I'm open for You to have Your will way in my life. When I was 11 years old, my parents, when I was eight, my parents were divorced. I was born in Davenport, Iowa on the Mississippi River in the Quad Cities. And I was there from eight until 11. And when I was 11 years old, we moved to Houston, Texas. And one summer I went back and I was waiting for my friend on the back porch. And he was gone somewhere, he was coming, and I, and I was sitting on his, back, on his back porch, and I remember, and, and I'd been in a Lutheran church that never taught me the gospel. Never taught me the gospel. So I looked up in the clouds, John, and I asked God, as an 11-year-old boy, I said, you know, there's got to be more to life than, than swimming and baseball and good food. As an 11-year-old boy with no, no help at all. And, to, and I, I want to know what you have for me. I want to know why I'm here as an 11-year-old boy. Then the next three years, we moved to Houston and my mother would take us to a Baptist church and, and, and I learned at Greenwood Village Baptist Church in, in, a, in Houston, Texas, I learned the message of the gospel. So by the time I'm 14, I know the gospel. And I could have been saved when I was, at least when I was 14. But I didn't get saved for seven years later because I heard people say things like, well, well I'm surrendering to the call of God on, uh, on my life. I'm surrendering to God. And, and then I heard them, then the next thing I know, they're going to China or they're going to Africa or they're going to some, some God-forsaken place. And my other prayer had been that, that uh, because my parents were divorced, I wanted God to give me a wife and a family and I would take care of them. But see, I didn't, I didn't know enough about the Word at that time. I, had, I, I, didn't come, I, I didn't, wasn't taught at Calvary like you guys are, that, that God will give it all to you. And, and uh, I didn't trust that a wife would follow me to Africa if God called me. And for seven years, seven years, I stayed, I, I, I stayed lost because I was afraid of God. 
I was afraid he might call me to Africa. Not because I had any, pro- any prejudice against Africans, uh, but it was, be- it was because I didn't think my wife would follow me cr- clear across the world. Of course, I didn't even know her then. Okay. And then after we got married, I found out, man, she's a fireball for God. But I'm praying, I mean, I mean you know, and so many of us, what happens, many of us, we start out with, with God in salvation or, you know, we're water baptized or we join the church or whatever, but we still have control of the wheel of our spiritual mobile. And you can't stay holding the wheel away from God and fulfill the plan of God for your life. So here it was, it took me seven years to finally trust God after I got married that, I, that, I could, that a wife would follow me wherever. It's real interesting because then later you know, in life I oversaw a large African ministry and went to Africa, my wife went with me there. Yeah, and then now it's just in Uganda. Isn't that awesome? Praise God, loved it. So, but, but, I, but then for three years after I was saved, for when, from the time I was saved in 19, 1973, for three years, uh, I didn't know, the, I didn't go to, we went to this dead church. And I didn't know, I, didn't, I wasn't filled with the Spirit. I got saved in a Methodist church on the word I heard in the Baptist church seven years before, but I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't entering into the will of God. Then one day, thank God, we used to watch Johnny Carson on television. I know, I'm, I was carnal, but I used to watch him. And when he went out of town, which he did often, Pat Robertson, we'd switch, switch the channels, Pat Robertson, and Ben Kinchlow would come on, 700 Club. Any of you remember them? And man, we would watch that. And man, one night I fell asleep and I woke up. My wife was on the phone with the 700 Club counselor praying in some language I never heard before. I knew it was African or something. And man, I mean, our, and then later after that, I got filled with the Spirit and we launched out into, into a journey following God that we have never looked back. I said, we've never looked back. It's been exciting. It's been, man, powerful. It's been prosperous. Yeah, there have been challenges, but I'm telling you, I would not trade for it. Listen, guys, I mean, we've seen, we've seen lives changed. We've seen marriages put together. We've seen people healed. We've seen a multitude saved. We've touched cities. We've, we've ministered to pastors. We've, man, I'm telling you, the will of God is fun. We've seen, we've seen people like my friends here on the front row, live, I mean, on the second row here, living, you know, their own lives. Uh, and and then, then, you know, doing, doing the good old boy thing. Come to church and Donald and Kay had their little son that was six, maybe what was he, six months old? Six months old in a body cast. And they just said, you know, they finally, they heard the gospel and then they heard that, you know, you, these guys believe for healing. And man, they came and we prayed and their little son was healed, totally healed. 
They took the body cast off. And then, and then, and then Donald was an alcoholic going down for the count. And, and he, came, he came into my office, asked me a lot of hard questions. But I'm telling you, I was in the will of God. And when you're in the will of God, God sends other people who are hungry. And, and then he got, he got uh, set free and, and his family got blessed. And then when my son, my oldest son, was in a far spiritual country, and I discipled Donald, and Donald decided one day I encouraged him to disciple others. He went after Brian. And he, he, he started, he invited him over for deer chili. Took him out hunting, took him out fishing, did, did stuff with him. But then he, he, then he started tuning on him spiritually. And what I sowed in Donald, he sowed in my son, and, I, and we reaped a harvest back in my son. Listen, guys... Man, that's, that's, gooder, that's gooder than doing your own thing. Man, you follow God and I'm telling you, He'll take care of your family. I'm not saying abandon your family, but He will take care of your family. He'll send people to them. He'll reach out to them. The will of God is the best, most abundant, most peaceful, most prosperous, most wonderful place to be but you can't get there with your plans. You can't make it into the will of God with your plans. Saying, my plans won't get me there. Now, let me, uh, real, let me real quickly go turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. There are two things that are necessary to find His will. Just two things. I mean, after you get saved, and I mean, that's important. How many of you think that's important? How many of you know that's important? The Romans chapter 12 and verse, verse 1 and 2. Are you there? Okay, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, he's talking about the will of God. Two things. Everybody say two things. Number one, commit yourself totally to Him. Now, I'm not talking about your will here. I'm not talking about the strength of your will. But, it, but your will is involved. It really more has to do with the surrender of your will. And the surrender of you letting go of your plans and you trusting God that His plan is better than yours. That's what a living sacrifice means. It's total surrender. And Donald, his, he, was, he was an heir to a lar his dad's large uh, Ford tractor business. And he knew that to stay there uh, where there was alcoholism involved there, he knew he had to get out of that or he would die. And he left all. And that was a huge deal. He left all to follow Jesus. He left that behind. And sometimes it means those types of things. I mean, sometimes it doesn't. But it, the bottom line is this. It's a surrender. It's a total commitment to the will of God. That means, that means you, you've got to let go 
of your plans. You've got to surrender and, and exchange what your plan and your will, just like I did. I, you know, you've got to take all the buts and all the nevers out of your life. Well, Lord, you know, I'll do anything but this. You know, I'll, or you've gone through a divorce, so you say, I'll never get married again. I'll never love again. Uh, if you've been, been through a bad ministry experience, I'll never get in full-time ministry again. I'll never pastor again. I'll never do this again. I, I, you know, I, uh, I'll do anything but. Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll send missionaries, but I'm not going and being one. Well, see, as long as you've got a but or a never, in, in your prayer life, you're not totally surrendered to the will of God. You're not totally committed to Him. Therefore, you never discover it. So you got to, how many of you know God's got never, never angels? You got to get rid of the butts out of your life. Yeah? You got to get rid of all the butts and all the nevers. Total, total commitment to God. Say, I belong to you, God. I'm yours, God. I'll go anywhere and do anything you want me to do. I hold nothing back from you. See, see that's, that's a living sacrifice. Yeah? The reason some Christians never discover and walk in the will of God is they're holding something back. A job, a career, a child, a parent, a spouse, possessions, a hobby, or they've made some vow like I've mentioned to you, you know, I'll do anything but do this, move to a large city, move to a small city, move away from my home, all this stuff, or they're inflexible with their plans to allow God to change them and make room for their lives. But none of these things make for living sacrifice. Total commitment to Him. Therefore, uh, it, it actually hinders us from knowing the will of God for our lives. My wife told me after we were filled with the Spirit, I was in business. I was a successful businessman, as I shared with you. I like making money, and I like giving money. But my wife came and told me one day, she said, God told me I'm a pastor's wife. <laughs> I said, really? Now, I was out on the street. I was with Brother Happy Darnell. John, you, you, you knew Brother Happy and Johnny, and, and we were there, Faith Assembly of God in Houston, Texas. We were out on the streets, passing out tracts, casting out devils downtown Houston. I was, I was out on streets. I didn't, have any, I didn't have any use for you guys on the pew because y'all were lazy. <laughs> and my wife comes, tells me now she's a pastor's wife. And I said, well, that means one of three things. <laughs> that I'm going to die and you're going to get married to a pastor. We're going to divorce and you're going to get married to a pastor, uh, remarried to a pastor, or I'm, God's going to change my heart. But I don't want anything to do with that. And I resisted that. And I, I fought against that. And I struggled against that. But then, you know, I said, okay. And then the Lord brought me back to I thought you said you'd do anything and go anywhere that I've called you to do. I surrender. Listen, Holy Ghost is calling. I surrender. My plans, my thoughts, my dreams, I surrender. I surrender. Total commitment to you. I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. All I have to know is your, it's your will. 
then God did change my heart. When I was on a fishing trip with my dad and my granddad, he, he took me to Luke chapter 1. I was just reading, reading the Bible. I'll, I'll read that to you later. But, he, but he, he, to, he, he told me, he's called me to equip the saints. And he, and he told me he's given me a pastor's heart. I, as I, we go to, the ne- go to the next point in just a minute. But the bottom line is this, guys. It's total surrender. And you don't get to the will of God until that's your heart. Well, let me tell you something. Calvary Cathedral International. If everybody in this room would surrender their heart to the Lord and exchange their plans for God's, did you know that all Fort Worth would be touched with the gospel? And beyond? Do you know there's enough power in this room that if each one of us fulfilled the plan that God had for us, that we, that we would turn the world right side up, that nations would be shaken, cities would be shaken, that, that, um, that mi- missionaries would be sent out, that things would happen. And let me tell you, and, and that's what Jeremiah 29 says. Those type of people are blessed. Those type of people are prosperous, peaceful, abundant. They have a future and an expected end. But you've got to seek for it. Are you with me? You've got to seek for it. Don't, don't say, I can't do it. Don't say, I won't do it. Say, yes, Lord. Everybody say, yes, Lord. No Lord, by the way, is an oxymoron. Kin to a moronic ox. (laughs) Secondly, two things to fulfill the will of God. One is total commitment to God. And again, that's not works. It's just surrender to God. Total surrender to Him. Whatever He tells you to do. Amen? See, what what most people do, here's what a lot of people do. Okay? Here's, here's how they follow the will of God. Here's what they follow. That's what I was following. And the more of it, the more I followed. This is the will of God. I mean, I know God wants to prosper me. And so wherever this, wherever I thought I could make more of it, that's where I was led. That's where I was led, wherever... And I mean, I, the, and the enemy just had me right by the nose. Wherever I thought I could make more of it, he had me right by the nose. Are you with me? Wherever I thought I could make more of it, he had me right by the nose. Or, it's like this, Dan and Ashley, right? Y'all come here. Let's say before they were married, all right? Ashley, you'd be sweet and pretty like you are. All right, and you just walk around wherever you want to walk and you follow wherever she goes. Is he is he following? Is he following? Like a lamb to the slaughter, he's following. Amen. Now to, or it's this way, or it's this way, sometimes it's this way. Turn around. This time you follow. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Now, now here's here's the way it it should be. You go over there, Ashley. You go over here, Dan. Here's the way it should be. Just go right there. And you you guys just just worship God. See, this is the way it should be. Where they worship God and they follow the will of God for their lives. And then God, as they're worshiping, not while they're looking at each other, as they're worshiping, okay? As they're worshiping. Come on, as they're worshiping. As they're following Jesus. Okay, what happens? Oh, look at this. Man, awesome, awesome. 
Yeah? No. This isn't the will of God. I mean, it is for God to bless you, but I'm not, we're not led by this. And that's what a lot, you know, let's be honest. That's what a lot of us are led by. Now look, guys, I've been rich. I've been poor. Rich is better. I'm not talking about taking a vow of poverty here. It takes money to get the gospel out, doesn't it? Okay? And man, I, I'm, I'm blessed. All right? My wife is living in the house of her dreams. Man, it's awesome. I, I, I love it. It's great. But let me tell you something. That means nothing to us. Other than just being thankful that God loves us. The bottom line, we could, we could, we could leave it tomorrow. If we, knew the will, if we knew the will of God was something else, we could leave it tomorrow. Are you with me? The will of God, guys, is not following money. It's not following the best job. It's not fo- Some people move to, uh, if, if you get an offer to go to another city, if you've got to move away from Calvary, you better pray. Because there's not every place that has a church like this. The will of God is not following a job. It's not following money. It's following God and total surrender in your life. Then the second thing is just renewing your mind to His Word. Renewing His mind, renewing your mind to the Word. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Where you let the Word change your values, your belief system, your conversation, your actions, how you treat other people, your perspective of life. And you allow the Word to map out your plans. Not money, not people. Not girls, not guys. Yeah? My, my plan was becoming a millionaire, making lots of money. God's planned, I've called you to be a minister of the word to make ready a people for the Lord. Look at this. Look at Luke chapter 1, and then I'm closing with this. Luke chapter 1, look at verse 2 and verse 17. I was just reading. Remember, remember I told you I was submitted to the will of God. Whatever you want for my life. But my, my goal was to be a successful businessman, to give a lot into the kingdom, all this stuff. And then now my wife really messed up my world. You're going to be a pastor's a wife. Okay? That means, God, you've got, to make this, you've got to make this real to me. But then Luke chapter 1 and verse 2. Just as though, I was just reading one day, just as those from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the Word. Now that phrase, ministers of the Word, leapt out of the page, Dan, into my heart. Not the whole verse, that phrase. Then going down to look at verse 17. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient of the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That last part, Steve, that last part of that verse, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord, Remember I told you that leapt out of the page off into my heart. Remember I told you that He's hidden for us, not from us. He's hidden for us. The will of God. And I'm just reading and all of a sudden two parts of two verses the Holy Spirit puts together. You could never do that in a thousand. You read it a thousand times. But the Lord said, I've called you to be a minister of the Word to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now I'm saying, I guess my wife was right. Amen? Let me tell you something, guys. I'm done. The airport, the airplane has landed. We are about to disembark. 
I hope it's been a good flight. We'll find out. Determined by your response. You're not responding for me today. But I'm asking you. God's got a plan for your life. And it's a plan of peace. It's a plan of prosperity. It's a plan of future and an expected end. You've heard it. You've, you've heard it preached. You've heard it talked about. But let me tell you something. You don't find it. You don't pass go. You don't collect $200. You don't find it if you don't search for it. You don't find it if you don't, if you don't surrender totally to His will. Exchange your plan for His. And then and allow Him allow Him to map out His plan for your life. Tonight we're going to talk about how to make decisions that keep you in the will of God. How to accurately hear from God. How to stay in the will of God by, by you know, because it's, it's a lot of it. We launch out there, but then, you know, we've got to constantly hear God. There are a lot of op opportunities, a lot of things that will try to get us off track. There's a lot of financial deals that people come by and I've had them but I've had them come to me with multi-level marketing deals. You don't even have to, you don't even have to in, uh, get involved in this. All you have to do is endorse it and give us your mailing list and then you, know, then you can be rich. And after all, you know brother so-and-so down the road, he's doing it. Sister so-and-so, they're doing it. And I just tell them, listen, before I get too mad at them, I tell them, get your, stand up and get your rear end out of my office. Because I will not prostitute the Lord's bride to accomplish the will of God. I won't do it. And there's lots of opportunities though, isn't it, gentlemen? Lots of things. Once you get on into the will of God, lots of things that look like it's glittering and look like it's gold that try to get you off track. And I'm not for sale. And neither is the Lord's bride, and neither are you. I'm bought with a price. I belong to Him, and I'm going to accomplish the will of God. If you'll cry out to Him, if you'll cry out to Him, not begging Him, but just say, Lord, I'm a candidate. I surrender. I want to know Your will. I want to know Your will for my life. I'm a candidate. I want to know your will, Lord. I'm, I'm today. I'm leaving my plans. I'm leaving my way. And I'm calling on you, Father. I want to know your will. And I'm starting by surrendering to the will and plan of God. If that's you, just stand up right where you are. I want to pray for you. If that's you, just stand up right where you are. I want to know the will and plan of God. Someone come on the piano or organ. I want to know the will and plan of God. I want to know the will and plan of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you guys, you'll never be sorry for surrendering to His will and then following it out. I mean, there's so much joy, so much fulfillment, so much life, so much love, so much prosperity, so much peace. In the will of God, the will of God, 
Father, we want the will of God. Just tell him, Lord, I want the will of God for my life. I belong to you. You've got a plan for my life. I'm, I'm a candidate. I'm a candidate to know it. I seek you, Lord. I allow you and give you permission to show me your will, show me your plan. Just tell him, I'm a candidate, Lord. Today, show me your will. Show me your plan. Let me tell you something. Look around you guys. Man, if you guys take this, we're going to see Texas turned right side up. We're going to see this nation. We're going to see nations reached with the gospel. One life. One life that surrendered to God. I'm telling you, get your passport ready. Get the nevers and the butts out of your life. Just say, Lord, wherever you want, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'm yours. Just tell him, I'm yours, God. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I'll go. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Now I want to pray for you, and then I want to, then I want to do one other thing. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Put one hand to heaven, one hand on your heart. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for every person that's standing, every person, Father, that's prayed this prayer, surrendered to you and your will. I'm, I'm speaking over them, Father. They will know the will of God. They will not be struggling with it. They will know it. And you give, I'm asking you to give them strength, Lord, to forsake their own plans. Father, their own ideas, their own, whatever the but or the never was, Lord, they're throwing it aside today. And today, Father, they're moving forward into the will of God. And Lord, I'm asking you to renew their mind to the will of God. I'm asking you, Father, to give them divine connections, divine appointments, divine assignments, Father, that confirm you receive them and you will use them in powerful ways. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Give God praise.